Welcome to episode 103 of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled, A Guarantee. Today I'll be looking at season 4, episode 5 of the Andy Griffith Show, Briscoe Declares for Aunt B. And I'll be looking at scripture from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 and 9. I'll start off with an apology for being late on this podcast and missing last week's. Last week was Thanksgiving, and this week's been really busy with Christmas parades and other festivities, and just haven't been able to to get on time with this one. But here we go. In today's episode, we see Briscoe and the boys have come into town, and when they get kicked out of a local restaurant, Annie takes them back to his house to feed them. While at Annie's, we see what hearty-eating men the Darlin family has, and we learn of how poorly their cooking skills are. Poor Hoot Owl. While eating, Aunt B pays a little attention to Briscoe, and he thinks it's flirting, and later in the evening, well, Briscoe declares his love for Aunt B and wants her to be his wife. After a failed attempt at courting Aunt B, Briscoe ends up taking Aunt B to his house, to which Andy drives to retrieve her. After finding Aunt B safe, Andy is about to take Aunt B back to the house when Briscoe states that he will keep coming after Aunt B until she gives in. Andy gives Aunt B an idea that ends up having Briscoe clean the entire house, the men taking a bath, dressing for dinner, and Aunt B trying to instill some manners in the men of the Darlin household. Briscoe doesn't take too well to all the changes, along with being beaten by a wooden spoon, and he initiates a breach of promise for his marriage proposal. The epilogue shows that Andy forgets the whole breach of promise, and Aunt B thanks Briscoe for, well, as she says, for wanting her. Hebrews chapter 11 is often referred to as the hero's chapter, or the book of faith, as we see that many Old Testament saints who believed in the promises of God. Today's scripture is about Abraham, who is no different. Verses 8 and 9 tell us, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he went into the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents, with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. When we read the story of Abram, as he was first called, God called Abram out of the land of Ur and told him to go to a land that he would show him. God never showed Abram the land up front. He just told him to go. He told Abram that he would make his name great and he would bless those that blessed him. Abram took a great step of faith on God's promise for this new land. God promised Abram that his descendants would number as the sands of the beach or the stars in the sky, and the land that God gave him would be his his descendants forever. Now, if you know your Bible history, you'll know that this land fell from their hands many times. In fact, many of Abram's descendants, Abraham's descendants rather, what we call the, the tribe of Israel, they got wiped out by the Assyrians and the Babylonians at two different time periods. If you keep reading, however, you see that God's promise returns as they do return to the land and rebuild, but it's not really their nation. Now, you might think, well, what about today? Don't they have the homeland they used to? Well, they do, but they really don't. But they will. You see, somewhere around 587 B.C., the Babylonians conquered the nation of Israel. And after some of the Jews returned 70 years later, they existed in Israel. But it wasn't until 1948 that Israel became a nation again and regained part of their land. God's promises are true, and while they might be not on their timeline or what the you know the, the nation of Israel expected. They're following exactly with God's timeline. When Briscoe declared for Aunt B, the next step in his eyes was marriage. This was, in his eyes, what they called the courting process, or you know what today we'd call dating. Briscoe felt that this was a contract that could not be gotten out of, even though Aunt B never agreed to it. 
So in Andy and Aunt B's plan to show Briscoe, you know, what it would have been like when it worked, then Briscoe, well, he had to get out of his promise to marry Aunt B, but he was ready to go to jail for what he called a breach of promise. Briscoe felt so strongly in his conviction of his declaration of, for Aunt B that he was ready to face the penalty for breaking his promise. Luckily for Andy and Aunt B, they wanted out of the wedding proposal also. So Andy didn't follow through with arresting Briscoe. And, you know, I would say that if Aunt B was okay with the entire wedding, well, I think Andy probably wouldn't have arrested him anyway. He wouldn't have been as strict on him. How often do we break our promises? Hopefully if we do, it's not intentional or done maliciously. When my daughter was young, she had a memory that would compare to any elephant out there. She could remember promises that we'd made to her of things that me and my wife could barely remember, and we'd almost forget about them, but she could remember them about verbatim. If I broke a promise to her, it was never intentional. It's because I forgot or something else come up. I learned pretty quickly never to make a promise that I wasn't absolutely positive I could keep. I've heard people talk about the good old days when you go to the bank and borrow money for a car and just shake hands with the banker for the money. Today, you can't go buy a car without spending three or four hours on the paperwork alone. Not only do I have to give all of my information, but I have to give information for a close relative in case I don't pay. I have to give my work information so they can track me down in case I don't pay. You have to give all kinds of information. Now, I can't say this with authority, but I'm guessing that the reason all this came about was, well, because people didn't keep up with their handshake promises. The commitments that used to mean something by just a person's word or a promise that was based on their name alone, it didn't hold up anymore. People started to go back on their promises because, well, there was no penalty. And now we spend hours signing our life away. A person's word used to mean something, and it was like a guarantee. It stood as a promise, and for the most part, you know, people kept their promises. God made a promise to Abraham. Abraham was able to see part of this fulfilled, but not all of it. At times during Israel's history, it might have looked like that the promise was taken away. But when Israel became a recognized nation again, hope was restored as the nation of Israel started to see the promise of God again. One day, that promise will be fulfilled completely when Christ returns to set up his kingdom and Israel is restored to its fullness as God has promised. Briscoe was ready to go to jail because he was breaking a promise. He felt so strongly about the promise he made that he was ready to face the consequences when he broke that promise. Today, promises are made and broken by people that I believe because, well, most of them just don't have a conscience anymore. As Christians, we need to make promises with the idea that if we break that promise, we're sinning against someone. I don't think any of us would intentionally hurt a neighbor or friend. We wouldn't steal from them, tell lies about them, or even try to kill them. And while breaking a promise might not seem as extreme as these others I've mentioned, it's still a sin. When we make promises, let us use the example that Briscoe had and be ready to do all that that we can stand to stand behind our promise. God stood behind his promise to Abraham, and while it's not fully accomplished, it's coming true. I've heard preachers say that God's promises are yes and amen, meaning that all of his promises are guaranteed to come true. I hope the promises that I make can be considered a guarantee, and I hope that yours can be too. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Maybury Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you join me next week as I'll be looking at Season 4, Episode 6, Gomer the House Guest. And until then, thanks for listening.